no matter what else is going on around you, God got a blessing that nobody can take from you. Hallelujah. 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 We're glad that you have joined us this Sunday morning. Thank you for your support. Thank you for continuing to watch us as we worship him because he is worthy of all the worship. Amen. Thank you, worshipers. Thank you to our media, to everyone who makes this happen every Sunday morning. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Let us continue in our series, The Three Pillars of the Believer. This is Sermon 7. Hallelujah. Give me grace this morning as I weave my way to make it clear. Amen. We, we got to think we got some things that we got to deal with to make it clear. So, so give me grace as I work my way through. I will get there. So walk with me. Amen. We're, our reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we are reading from verse 12 and 13. It says as we read, for now this time of imperfection, this time now that things, the plan of God, the agenda of God doesn't seem quite clear. We see in a mirror dimly. We, we see through a glass that, that, that is not completely clear. We, we don't put it all together. We know God is up to something, but, but it's not completely clear. A blur, it's a reflection, it's sometimes a riddle, it's an enigma. But then when Christ comes, when, when we are changed, when the new heaven and the new earth, but then when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality. We will see it as God intends. We will see it as it is. Matter of fact, we will see Jesus face to face. Now I know in part, I see just, just a fragment, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. But until then, these three, faith, abiding trust in God and his promise, hope, confidence, and expectation of eternal salvation and all the promises, Love, unselfish love for others growing out of the love of God for us. These three shall remain, but the choicest, the greatest of all these is love. Hallelujah. The thought I want to bring to you this morning is this is an epic battle of kingdoms. Who will be your king? Who will be your king? Father, even now as we come, Father, pour out, pour out, Lord, pour out. Make this message clear. Guide my thoughts, guide my words. Lord, you speak through your spirit. Lord, you speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Whether you know it or not, just because you are part of the human race, you are caught in the middle 
of an epic battle of kingdoms. <laughs> you, you are caught, matter of fact, you're not just caught in the middle of it, you're the object of it. Your soul is the object of it. I remember when God came and, and he, he had to snatch me or one of the things, he, 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 he exposed the, the kingdom of darkness and his kingdom, and he told me to choose. And I'll be honest with you, I felt like a pawn, a chess piece, in the middle of two kingdoms. And I said, Lord, I don't want to choose. And God said, choose. I said, Lord, I choose you. Whether you want to or not, you have to choose. In, in fact, if you don't choose Christ, you have, already you have already rejected him and you have chosen Satan. Listen, listen, listen. I know you just want to live your life. I know you just want to do what you want to do. I know that you don't want to be a part of this. But we are in the midst of a cosmic, epic battle of our souls. <laughs> Satan is really mad because God made us in his image in Genesis 1, 27. That we are made in the image of God that God had got together. God the Father, God the Son, God the, God the Holy Spirit said, let us make man in our image. He created us for himself, for his glory, for his name's sake, to love us, to delight in us. And because of that, you have became God, Satan's enemy. God's delight, but Satan's enemy. My, my brothers and sisters, these three like rivers throwing from God is, is, is the, a river of faith, hope, and love. And he says it comes up out of us when we are his children, when we let him flow. Your, your Faith gets stronger. Hallelujah. He gives you an expectation of knowing that what's going on around you, that, that God is the essence of our hope and our future. And like the song says, he got a blessing with your name on it. Hallelujah. Listen, I hate to say this, but like I said, though the world is going to hell in a handbag, God still got a blessing with your name on it. Hallelujah. If we have an expectation that the world going to get better, that is not what the Bible says. Amen. And many times we accuse God of not caring when he already told us what's going to happen. But he said, but I'm snatching you out of it. I'm snatching each individual out of it. And regardless of what's happening in the world, I will bless you. I will keep you because I'm saving my children who has accepted me, who is walking in my faith, who is walking in the expectation on me, who is walking in my love. I believe that the kingdom that, that you have, that we have chosen, ought to show up out of your life. <laughs> it ought to show up in your attitude. It ought to show up how you live your life. It ought to show up of what you're chasing and what you're looking for. Well, our agenda is not God's agenda. And for us to ask God to come down to our agenda is wrong. 
It's God raising us up to his agenda because he already said that these things are fading away. These things are going to perish. But what he has established will keep on growing stronger, stronger, and stronger. Hallelujah. Watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Jesus showed us the heart of God in John chapter 7, verse 37. He shows us that on the great day of the feast, uh, of what you call the blessing of tabernacle, where they are pouring out the water and, and, and they are believing God for a future expectation of providing. It says that he cries out. It's as though he couldn't take it no more. It's as though he, he sees us groping in darkness and in the midst of this ceremony, he interrupts this Jewish feast and he cries out with a loud voice and says, if anyone thirsts, let him come on to me and drink. He's saying, I got what you need. I made you for myself. He says, he who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart or out of the innermost core of his being is really what the Greek says, to flow rivers of living water. You know, you know God, God is in the rivers. Why? Because rivers have power. Rivers will make a car move. Rivers will tear down a house. Rivers will call destruction. If they're going in the wrong direction, the power of a river is incredible. He's saying that, that what will come up in your life, rivers, and when I look at this verse, I see that he's saying, he said, faith, there's a river of faith. There's a river of hope. There's a river of love that will flow up in you, that will help maintain you that will hold you in the midst of your storm, that will, that will help you to make it through no matter what the world throws at you. He said, I have not abandoned you. Matter of fact, I am in you to give you what you need to endure and go through till I get ready to bless you. Hmm. The hardest part about salvation is in the weight. The hardest part about believing God is in the wait. Because in the wait, it seems like God's not doing anything. In the wait, sometimes, many times, most of the time, it gets worse before it gets better. But what the devil is fighting is your faith, and that means trusting God. So, of course, he's going to throw everything at you. I tell people, I say, the closer your blessing gets, the devil's going to start throwing everything in the kitchen at you. Matter of fact, he's going to throw the kitchen sink at you. Why? Because he's trying to move you off of what you believe. I know I'm speaking to some people today. I, 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 know, I know I got my finger right on the pulse. But, but God says, but, but I have placed in you something that is better than an equilibrium. I have placed in you that if you look to me, what will flow up in you and out of you 
is faith, a expectation, a hope of believing that I'm in the midst of it and I will, I will surround you with my love. Hallelujah. You know what I'm learning? That whatever is in a person comes out of a person. Whatever you are is going to show up. Especially when you're going through a storm. Listen, listen, the greater the storm, the more God will flow. No, no matter, matter of fact, many times, uh, trouble makes you dig in deeper. It shows you how deep your faith is. When all hell breaks loose and you're still able to show love and you're still able to maintain your integrity and you're still able to know and trust God. I'm not saying you don't cry sometimes. I'm not saying that you don't ask God why. But I'm saying at the end of the day, because you realize, Lord, all I got is you. Lord, all I know is that you're my help, my strong tower, my fortress, my battle axe. Lord, you're my everything. So, Lord, I'm looking to you instead of looking at the world. Hallelujah. Whenever we take our eyes off of Jesus, we become like Peter and we begin to sink. First John chapter 4, verse 7 and 12, reading out of the Amplified, says this, Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best in one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves others is born. He said, you have the spirit of God in you. You are born again. That the, the spirit of God will flow from you. Listen, if you don't have God, you can't have real love. You know why people are acting the way they're acting? Because you don't, they don't have God. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I help us to explain this so we will understand what is happening? Because some of us, if we keep on looking at the news, if we keep on listening to, to the politics, we will lose our minds. You're expecting folks who don't have nothing to act like something. Listen, if we turn out all the lights, darkness will Come on, come in and, and, and amplify the space. You got me. You are either in light or darkness. Well, watch this. If you don't have the spirit of God, then you have the attitude and the spirit of Satan flowing through you. There is no neutral. There is no in between. I cannot expect you to walk in love when you don't know the author of love. Kingdoms. Everything is flowing from the source of either God's kingdom or Satan's kingdom. There is no in-between. We're not talking about just religion. We're talking about the reality of the world we live in. And whether we admit it or not, we are caught up in this. We are spiritual beings in a natural life, but the source that acts on us, flows through us, trying to control us, is spirit. 
spiritual. Either God's spirit that loves us or the kingdom of Satan who came to steal, kill, and destroy us. And when we begin to, to see life and see our worldly, our worldly situation from this perspective, it begins to make more sense. Until we see it from the reality of what it is, we don't understand. Cannot connect the dots. It says, it says he, he does not love, has not become acquainted with God. Does not know and never did know him. For God is love, which means that real love flows from him. He's the spirit. It's, the, it's that river of love that flows through us and in us. Well, what? 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 Let me not go so fast. That's what God says. He says in, 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 in 1 John 2, 15 and 17, he says, do not love the world. What's he said? The sin that opposes God. And he preached. He said, Satan got three rivers too. Satan is a copycat. Okay? So, so God is trying to flow through us faith, hope, and love which will order our steps. We have a conduct. We have an attitude. He shows up through us. He holds us together. We are strengthened by him. We are loved by him. He gives us a future expectation. Even though things may be going wrong around us, we know that God is still in control. We believe Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that says that he's working all things together. He is orchestrating the things around us, that God is always in control, that even devil is on a chain, that when God says sit, the devil got to sit down and shut up. Hey, 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 listen, if, if things were just random, then we're in trouble. But God is perfectly, totally in control. He told us that this world was going to get worse, but he still is working in the midst of the evil to work out his purpose and his calling for you. Just the fact I know I don't have to depend on me to fix me. Just the fact I know that no, not, no matter what happens, that God got a hold of me. Just the fact that I know God has a purpose and a calling on my life. It helps me when I don't understand because I trust not just what's in his hands, I trust his hands. When you trust somebody that has all power in his hands, and you trust his heart towards you. He doesn't have to show you what's in his hands for you because you know what's in his heart. That makes all the difference in the world. That's why this faith, hope, and love is so essential for the Christian to walk in and know he got me. He got us. Doesn't even matter what else. He has me. And he makes all the world a difference in our situations, in our life, 
in, in how we approach, how we see things. When you see him in the background, you know he's in the frame of my, in my selfie. I took a selfie and God is in the background of my picture. <laughs> Whenever you take a selfie, God is there. If you're his, and everything you do, he's there. Listen, he said, we are sure and know that God being in partner in our labor. Listen, he says, there's work, there's labor. He says, all things, not something, all things work together. They are fitting into a plan that he had already worked out. God, God simply said, trust me. Trust me when you don't understand me. Trust me when you can't see me. Trust my heart towards you that I made you for myself and I take delight in you. Listen to John 18, verse 36 and 37. Jesus is talking to Pilate. And listen to what he said. He said, this kingdom, this, this kingdom is not my world. No, he said, he said, this world system is not mine. You are expecting God to operate as though he is running it. Now, he's controlling it, but he's not running it because he gave it to Adam to run and Adam gave it to Satan. Amen. Can I prove that? Let me prove that. Let me prove that. Let me prove that. Let me see. Okay, we are going to go to Matthew chapter 4. This is, I, 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 I've been looking at this scripture, and this is the temptation of Jesus. This is, this is Jesus being tempted by, the, by Satan. And the strangest thing is this. The verse before this is Matthew chapter 3. And the last verse says this in Matthew chapter 3, 16 and 17. It says, when he was baptized, he came up immediately out the water. Behold, the heaven were open to him, and the Spirit of God came down on him. Listen, Jesus Though he was God, when he was in human form, he never operated as God. He operated as a man full of the Holy Spirit because he is the second Adam taking the place of the first Adam to do for us what the first Adam was supposed to do. Amen. So therefore, he is operating under the power of the Holy Spirit who came down on him and abide on him. Y'all get me? He is under orders. He's a servant of God the Father. He became one of us to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. Y'all got that? 17. And suddenly a voice came from heaven God the Father voice saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and who I'm delighted. Listen, what's this? Let me, let me explain. This is essential that Jesus get this clarification that he pleases God, has approval from God, because this gives him what he needs to know who he is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> Listen, his, his image is, is in God the Father. Our image should be in God the Father when we know Jesus Christ. So watch this. So, so once you really know who you are, you're not moved by nobody else. Doesn't really matter how many likes or dislikes you have. Doesn't really matter what somebody says about you. Doesn't really matter who, who, who befriended you or, or unbefriended you. Well, you know who you are. So what? They're talking about me. They don't know me anyway. Well, you know who you are. You know you got purpose and intent. And even if it's family, they don't move you. When you know that you're in right position with God, doing what God has told you to do, you keep moving forward. Hallelujah. Let me prove this. Chapter 4 of Matthew. Here Jesus is led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. After 40 days of fasting, after 40 days of fasting, now the, the tempter Satan comes to tempt him. He waits till you're weak. He waits till you are in need. He waits till you are in lack. He waits until you are waiting for what God has promised to throw his best attacks. Oh, somebody need to hear what I'm talking about. Listen, listen. He waits until it seems like God is taking too long. He waits until somebody to hurt your feelings or somebody didn't do what, they, what you want them to do. Satan shows up and he attacks you at your need. He said, since you are, some says, he says, F, but in the Greek, he says, since you are, since you are the son of God, then operate without permission. Turn these stones into bread. I know you hungry. I know you have need. So won't you just forget about all this and Take care of it yourself. That is one of the three rivers from Satan where First John tells us it is the lust of the flesh because the flesh got hungry and what Satan says, God hasn't provided, so therefore you provide for yourself. That's, 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 that's how he comes at us. Remember, Jesus being man, Hebrews chapter 4 says, he was tempted at all points like we. He was tempted by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. All sin comes from those three rivers that we're trying to satisfy our own need before God satisfies it. God says, wait. Faith waits, but my flesh and, and sin says, don't wait. Step outside of God's will and do it yourself. Haven't you been there? <laughs> Haven't we all been there? That we justify what we do because of the need that we have. But it's not about the need. God says, do you trust me? That I got the best for you. 
that I'm up to something for you. I got a blessing with your name on it. So don't move outside of the blessing I have for you because you may mess up what I have and choose something less than what I got for you. Uh, I, I, I can hear some, 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 some minds clicking. Hey, let me move on. He did text him up. Jesus responded. He said, no, God, God said that his word is, 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 is my necessary means. Then he come back up and he said, he took him on top of, 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 of the temple. It was part of a mountain. He said, jump because the angel will catch you. You will float down. Somebody said, why is that a temptation? Because he wanted the Jewish religion leaders to know that he was the Messiah and they were rejecting him. If he would have floated down in front of the temple, looked like he was floating down from heaven, they made a vow. They may have said, you're the Messiah. You know what's wrong with this? Satan is saying, Walk in your own means. Do it yourself. The lust of the eyes and the pride of life. I got a shortcut. You don't have to go up to the cross. Let's do it my way. Come on, let's do it. Then he said, then he comes back and says, let me show you the kingdoms of the world. This is what Satan says. He said, he said, he took him and showed him all the glory of the kingdom of the world. And that's what he said. He said, in, in, he said, and I think it is Luke chapter 4. I forget what verse. It says this. He said, all this has been given to me. I said, wait a minute. How can all the kingdoms and the glory of the world be given to him? Adam. He said, this is mine. I can do what I want to. He said, all you have to do is bow down and worship me once, and I will give it to you. Forget the cross, Jesus. Forget the weight, Jesus. And it's funny how Matthew goes, okay, food, temple, the glory of the world. Luke goes, food, the glory of the world, and the temple. And, and for years, I wondered why they switched it. Because of me, it should be, okay, make food jump off the temple, okay? Now I give you the glory of the world. Well, well, why, well, why did Luke switch it? I think I know why. It's these three rivers of, of pride of life of, and, 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 and ego and the, and the pride of the eyes. He said some sins are interchangeable. It deals with the ego, it deals with pride, and it deals with your desire of what you see. He said, these two sins are both streams acting interaction of one another, so you can interchange them. He, listen, he was tempted at all points, but he overcame the devil. What I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you is this. Who are you watching? Who are you going to as your source? Who is the essence of your life? Where, who, who, who got you? Are you taking care of yourself by yourself? Or are you depending on God to make a way out of nowhere? Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, he says this. It's a prayer that he's praying. 
Paul is praying this prayer. And in this prayer, what he's saying, he said, when I think about God's salvation, his plan of salvation, he says, I fall on my knees. I, I can't help myself. When I think about what he's done to save you and I, that God came up with a plan to interrupt Satan, to stop Satan from destroying my children. He said, and I made it so that whosoever will, let him come. And I said, I gave my only begotten son that whoever believeth for him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And he said, you need to trust me. You need to look to me. I need to be the source of it. Then Paul goes on to say, he said, I'm praying that your eyes be open. I'm praying you get a revelation of the love of Jesus. Then I pray that you get rooted, that you become firm on the foundation when you know that he loves you, when you know that he's for you, when you know that God got a plan for you. It stops you in your tracks. Hallelujah. You know why these temptations didn't work on Jesus? He knew who he was. He knew his father loved him. He knew that God had a plan for him. He knew that Satan didn't mean him no good. He knew that God had an ultimate plan. And if he trusted him, even trust him to the cross, on the third day, God the Father was going to raise him up. And right now, he's on the right hand of the Father in glory, sitting on his throne. As God did Jesus, Jesus going to do us. If you trust him, he got a blessing with your name on it. If you trust him, he's going to make a way out of it. He goes on to say, he said, I pray that you come to know this love, the height of it, the width of it, the depth of it, the dimension of it, that you come to know the fullness of it, experience this love that you may become the fullness of who you are in God the Father. Then in verse 20, he said, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or can imagine according to the power that is already in you. He is working it out for you. He has blessings with your name on it. He just wants us to trust him and let him work it out. To look to him as the source of our everything. He is up to something. And Satan can't do no more than God allows him to do. And if God allows it, God has a purpose for it. Because when he works it together, God says, I'm working it together. Number one, to mold and shape you to me to be more like Jesus. But I'm going to bless you after the trial. I'm going to bless you after the storm. Scripture said after Job went through what he went through, God gave him double. I believe God is a double type of God. I believe that God will bless you when you trust him for the end results. 
and then we got heaven. Hallelujah. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, has not entered into the imagination of man what God has in store for us as his children. What kingdom are you part of? Who is your king? I, I, I say to you, you need to make Jesus your king. You need to trust him as your Lord and Savior. He has done everything possible to save you. He gave his life for you. He, he, he paid the price for our sins. In him, we have salvation. There's a number I want you to call. A number that someone will pray for you. Someone will talk with you. It's the 513-400-5131 number. And I want you to pray with me today. I'm going to pray for you, but you ask Jesus into your heart. Don't stand in between kingdoms because there is no in between. He says, choose. Choose today what kingdom you're going to be a part of. Satan who's trying to destroy you and Jesus who's trying to give you spiritual life. And he will supply everything you need in the midst of the storm. Father, even now, we trust you, Lord. Help us to trust you more. Help us to see you when nobody else can see you. Help us to know that your heart got us, Lord. That we're in the midst of your heart and you love us like that. And if we trust you, Lord, Lord, you will show your love, Lord. You will show the height of it, the depth of it, the width of it. That, Lord, there's a deepness to you. There's a, 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 oh, you are just that good. Today, Lord, bless, bless, one by one, name by name. But, Lord, let us get caught up in your love and know that, Lord, in the midst of it all, we're going to be okay because we you got us in your hands. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, pour out. Pour out your blessing. Pour out your love. Pour out your goodness on us, your children. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We see you next week. Come on, praise team. Let's worship.
Oh, we. Yeah.